0: Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, February 8th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news and hot topic issues in the New York tri-state area. And includes features and
1: interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm David Escobar. And I'm Jay Doherty. And
0: here are today's headlines. The MTA is delaying the launch of congestion pricing to mid-June. That's right, Jay. Lawmakers and union members are demanding at least $90 million for more public buses and fare-free ridership programs before any increased tolling begins. The United Federation of Teachers and the Staten Island Borough
1: President have already filed lawsuits against the MTA. They're demanding more research
0: on how congestion pricing will impact their air quality. They fear more pollution will cause damage to boroughs outside of Manhattan and increase costs and taxes on commuters. Governor Kathy Hochul is offering $600 million in
1: state grants and incentives to local governments who commit to pro-housing policies.
0: And she used an unlikely prop to illustrate her point, carrots. The
1: carrots represented grant money that could be awarded to different parts of the state who would enroll
0: in her pro-housing community program launched last year. The program currently gives individual New York towns bonus points on state grant applications if they're deemed a pro-housing community. But Hochul wants to make a pro-housing certification a baseline requirement for local governments who want to earn certain grants. This
1: presentation is part of the governor's push to create new affordable housing in New York. She's hoping to create 800,000 new units of statewide housing over the next decade.
0: Hokel says she hopes this move will help lower the high cost of housing for New Yorkers everywhere. Lunar New Year will begin this weekend. But ahead of the holiday, the Met introduced New Yorkers
1: to some of the customs and traditions behind the celebration. WFUV's Emma Murphy has
0: the story.
2: In just a few days, we'll be saying goodbye to the rabbit and welcoming the Year of the Dragon. Lunar New Year is one of the biggest holidays in Chinese culture. And even though celebrations last for about a week, the Metropolitan Museum of Art is already getting an early start to the festivities. Before turning the calendar to the Year of the Dragon, The Met held its sixth annual Lunar New Year festival. The event features crafts, musical performances, art exhibits, and traditional dances. Heidi Holder is the chair of education at the Met. She says the event is meant to welcome everyone, no matter how much they know about the holiday. For many people, this is a very easy entry point into Lunar New Year and celebrating Lunar New Year and understanding that it is something that happens throughout Asia and other parts of the world. Last year, almost 18,000 people attended the event, and Holder expects this year to be a similar number. The crowd is extremely diverse, and the event is tailored to accommodate this. The performances that we feature today are in other languages. We have tours that are going to be given in Mandarin and and Japanese and um, English and Spanish. Some of these languages are some of the most spoken in New York City. There's bubble tea tasting stations and calligraphy lessons. But Stephanie Foster says her daughters especially enjoyed the performances. We got to see a show uh, with different dancers. Um, our favorite was the one from Vietnam. And um, the girls were um, just just had a lot of fun in all the different craft stations. Holder says the inclusive aspects of the METS event is perfect for families like Foster's. It's really about cultural understanding and having points of entry that are fun, that are safe, that are enjoyable, well-researched, meeting master craftsmen. So this is really, you know, if you wanted to celebrate something in New York with your family, this is the place to be. Foster's daughter, Luciana, says she found out there's more to Lunar New Year than she thought. I learned that there's lots of cultures to celebrate. If there's not just one culture that you just eat food and say Happy New Year. Foster's family just moved from Salt Lake City. She says they love the variety of culture in New York, which they say is reflected in the Mets' Lunar New Year celebration. This um, event in particular, um, it was nice to see that even though it's like an Asian-themed um, event, there was like so many diverse people here for it. Lunar New Year officially begins this Saturday and runs through the week. Emma Murphy, WFUV News.
0: That was WFUV's Emma Murphy talking with New Yorkers celebrating Lunar New Year at the Met. Alicia Keys and Swizz Beats' personal art collection is coming to Brooklyn. The couple is partnering with the Brooklyn Museum to create an exhibit called Giants. It'll feature the work of artists like Jean-Michel Basquiat, Gordon Parks, and Kehinde Wiley. The exhibit will also
1: teach visitors more about the lives of Alicia Keys and Swizz Beatz, as well as the contributions
0: they've made to New York City's art community. Giants opens at the Brooklyn Museum this Saturday and runs through July 7th. Today marks T-minus
1: two months until a total solar eclipse will cut across North America. And if you want to see
0: the eclipse with your own eyes, sunglasses won't cut it. Instead, you'll need a special pair of eclipse glasses These come with special lenses that are thousands of times darker than the ones in regular sunglasses. NASA does not approve any particular
1: brand of eclipse glasses, but the American Astronomical Society publishes a list of legit
0: brands that comply with international standards for safety requirements. The eclipse will happen on April 8th starting on Mexico's Pacific Coast around 11 a.m. The total eclipse will move north throughout the day and is projected to hit numerous Midwestern states on its way to Canada. And now it's time for sports. WFUV sports reporter Ben Oppenheimer joins us now to give us the latest in sports this week. Ben, it's great to have you on with us.
1: Great to be here, guys. Thank you. So there's a new sports streaming bundle that was just announced this week, and it looks like it caught many off guard. Can you fill us in on that?
3: Well, Jay, this past Tuesday, Disney, Fox, Warner Brothers, and Discovery announced a partnership to create a sports streaming service that will launch this fall. Fox Chief Executive Lachlan Murdoch says the idea of the new service is to capture the attention of the millions of young adults who have never subscribed to traditional cable. And this is a step up for devoted sports fans, because traditionally, games have only been accessible with subscriptions to cable or satellite services. This new package allows consumers to get around those subscriptions, which will be another loss for cable companies. We've already seen a few streaming companies get involved with sports. Amazon now has exclusive rights to Thursday Night Football, and Max has been live streaming NBA games this season. Subscribers to this new streaming package would also have the option to bundle their subscriptions with other streaming platforms such as Disney+, Plus, Hulu, and Max, which would help manage the costs for cord cutters.
0: Definitely a changing landscape in the sports media world. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. But I want to move over to football. You already know who I'm rooting for, Ben, but... What can you tell us about this weekend's Super Bowl?
3: Well, I can tell you this, David. It's not going to be an easy game for your San Francisco 49ers. They'll be facing off against the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 58 this Sunday at 6.30 p.m. It's a matchup between Kansas City's resilient defense and the 49ers' high-octane offense. Another storyline is, of course, the perennial pro bowler quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, facing off against Brock Purdy, who's been called... Mr. Irrelevant as the last pick in the 2022 draft. And this isn't the first time the two teams have ran into each other in the big game. Super Bowl 54 in 2020 ended with the Chiefs winning 31-20. Kansas City's appearance this year is a continuation of their excellence as a franchise. The Chiefs are looking to pick up their third Super Bowl win in five years.
0: And for my sake, I really do hope that's not the case, but either way, I can't wait to tune in. Ben Oppenheimer is a reporter with WFUV Sports. Ben, thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me, guys. An estimated 200
1: million people will tune in to this weekend's game between the Chiefs and the Niners. But off the field,
0: all eyes are on Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey and music superstar Taylor Swift. So ahead of the big game, WFUV Savannah Mitchell went into the city to see how New Yorkers feel about the pop star being involved with the big game.
1: So tell me, do you care
3: about football?
0: love football
3: couldn't care less
0: I think it's a part of American tradition to really enjoy football I feel like it's always the talk of the town
2: I love football love the Super Bowl love the chiefs I think it's really boring I love it I'm crazy about it I grew up thinking and playing football
1: how among those people wear I think the Monday after the Super Bowl should be a holiday so
2: well, I think that
3: Football is for girls, too. Oh, oh,
1: and what about Taylor Swift
2: being involved in the Super Bowl?
1: Is, is she coming to the Super Bowl? Who, who, let's see. Let's you, you
0: know, who cares? I mean,
1: yeah. I don't yeah. care.
2: No, I think people are making a big deal out of it. She's just Travis Kelsey's girlfriend.
0: Not only does
2: the people that watch
0: football watch it, the people that love her watch her watch football. So it makes it a little bit more interesting and more people really getting into it now. So it's all right. Taylor Swift, yeah, she's part of the Chiefs now.
3: I love it. I think it's great for everyone involved, except for obviously the old white men.
0: <laughs> like the very dude people that are like, boo Taylor Swift, boo Taylor Swift. I think that's a little corny on them. We like people watch the games, to watch the game, not to see like a pop star every two seconds, you know? I, mean, I don't and care about her money? being at the football know, game because uh, she's way not, way not a football finish. player. All right? I told well, her. Just well, it. probably
1: turned into just to, see her. just to see her there. Yeah. So they saying that it's they possible. accumulated a lot of money. More money because yes. of the fact of being present. There. And all she did was this. Just, just oh, huh? Oh.
0: Women be like, no, nah, you got football. But now they'll sit down and watch. Coach Taylor Swift is there. <laughs>
1: That was WFUV's Savannah Mitchell talking to New Yorkers about this year's Super Bowl.
0: And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for the latest news, exclusive interviews, and feature stories from FUV. And as always, you can find more from us
1: at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm David Escobar. And I'm Jay Doherty. And that's What's What.